0: I just slipped through an exam, and you're listening to a Radio 1 91FM podcast. Last Wednesday, U.S. President Joe Biden announced that the federal government will forgive up to $10,000 in student loans for those who are on federal student loan plans. And this amount doubles for those on Pell Grants, which are targeted to lower-income Americans. President Biden also freezed federal student loan payments once more, with the new loan repayment deadline being December. But with colleges in the U.S. costing up to tens of thousands of dollars to attend annually, expensive courses, and high living costs, as well as $1.7 trillion in national student debt, does $10,000 in student relief and debt relief do much at all? And how do American student loan loan plans compare to domestic ones? Here, <coughs> here with me to talk about all this and more is, of course, Trent Smith from the University of Otago. How's it going, Trent?
1: I'm well, thanks,
0: Zach. You're going well, enjoying the weather? Oh, it's beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. But yeah, <laughs> we're here to talk about weather, we're here to talk about loans. So, in a broad sense, how do American student loans differ from domestic ones?
1: Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so, uh, I guess the the um, the short answer is that um, student loans here in New Zealand are much kinder and gentler. So, <laughs> right, so they're interest free. That's definitely not the case in the U.S. Um, they're directly tied to current income. So, as your income goes up and down, your payments go up and down. That's n- also not Automatically true in the U.S. Mm. Um, the U.S. system is also just very complicated. So there's multiple different kinds of loans. They have different interest rates, uh, and, and it's, uh, it's uh, and, and 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 applying for something like relief when you're out of a job, you know, re- requires a lot of paperwork and so forth.
0: So you would say it's probably not a wise idea to, say, implement or import the American student loan model.
1: <laughs> well, not if you're on the side of the students. No,
0: no. right. <laughs> no. right, right. <laughs> um, what impact do you think Biden's debt forgiveness program will have on the American economy and on those individuals who um, will see their debt lighten a little a bit?
1: Um, yeah, that's interesting. There's been a lot of gnashing of teeth about this in the US. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a it's a very hot political issue. Mm-hmm. Many economists in the US are saying, "Oh, this is the end of the world. We're going to have a massive hyperinflation." And but then when you get right down to it, there's actually been a pause on student debt repayment since the beginning of the pandemic more or less. So, they're just saying, you know, for these people that are having their debt wiped out, we're just they're just saying, "Okay, you're you're going to continue not having to make these monthly payments, so it's um, it, and and when you when you ask the economists to actually try to put numbers on this, uh, on what the inflation effect might be of, of this you know extra spending that wouldn't be there if you made people start paying off their loans again, um, it's it's tiny, it's a, a fraction of a percent uh, uh, impact on on inflation.
0: Mm. For I guess in a general sense, the economy does the American student loan plan make the economy more productive in any sense
1: uh, oh well that's a good question so it, it's it's hard not to think about the history here so mm-hmm. um, it used to be the case in most of the u.s that uh, that university was mostly f- fees- free it, you, you didn't pay there's no need to take out loans I, I mean I suppose living expenses need to be covered somehow but um, there there wasn't a big need to to take out loans to pay your tuition uh, and of course that used to be true in New Zealand as well mm-hmm. and the way these the way things changed in the U.S. Um, th- like I say the in- the history is fascinating so um, apparently this th- 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 the way the way I've heard it told is this sort of all began um, in the late 1960s when there were um, uh, anti-Vietnam War protests uh, across the country mostly on college campuses and in particular uh Ronald Reagan was governor of California at the time, um, and he was so angry about this, about this political unrest in his in his on his uh, state campuses, mm-hmm. that he literally shut down the university, the state university system, for several days, to, I don't know, to to give police a chance to crack down on these on these uh, these anti-war radicals, I guess. Mm. Um, and so, and sort of from that, that was sort of the start of this movement where you know, suddenly we're going to start, uh, you know, charging more for college. So we don't have all these, uh, you know, these protesters, uh, um, on the, on, on campus. And, and along with charging for, uh, for university, um, came the idea that, oh, you know, maybe we should, um, yeah, so, uh, so Reagan actually said, in particular, "I want this to be. I still want university to be universal. So I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna g- give you loans if you can't afford to pay. So we're raising the fees, but also if you don't, you can just pay back the money later if you don't have the money now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't just California that was doing this at the time. There was it, it was um, there was also talk at the federal level about because of this political problem that seemed to be focused on the campuses that's why we need to increase the cost of college now in new zealand it's this happened more recently right so it was the rogernomics era 80s 90s yeah and kind of a bit very, yeah. yeah so so early 90s is when tertiary education sort of um became the the target uh here in new zealand um and it, you know who knows what the political motivation for that is but the it's i consider it kind of sad actually because the the um you know the the larger benefits to the country you know and, the, and including the economy of of an educated populace are immense right like we probably should be subsidizing this activity because you know I mean, for starters if you want a functioning democracy you need an educated population mm-hmm. um but then also there's actually Economic benefits to others of your edu- of your university education right sort of the, the logic in, in in economics is that sort of high paid jobs beget more high paid jobs right so that there are other people who are benefit- benefiting financially from the fact that you're educated
0: It's like a feedback loop
1: yeah right yeah. and so maybe maybe universities should be fees free and then we wouldn't have we wouldn't need to be having these d- debates about uh, the, the
0: the justice in uh, student loans mm, maybe not. Um, do you think that Biden's debt relief program goes goes far enough to alleviate economic stresses on people with federal student loans?
1: Um, yeah, you know, actually, so from the left, that's one of the sharpest critiques you hear is that, you know, thank you, Joe Biden, for doing this. this was this was long overdue, much needed. but you know, we really probably should be moving back towards a fees free uh, version of university funding. Um, and of course, there's also there are also many. Uh, uh, Students in the U.S. with uh, that have outstanding debt of much more than ten thousand or twenty thousand um, dollars, and so th- those people are, are are you know still stuck uh, with those
0: uh, those uh, monthly payments come January. Yeah, um, I guess my, my 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 next question would be, <clears throat> um, oh, what am I trying to say regarding? Oh, where, <laughs> where am I going? <laughs> <laughs> I stumped it's, you. It's regarding, I guess, you, many have called that the U.S. university system is kind of corporate, um, the corporate corporatization of education in a sense. Does that bring any economic benefits with it at all? Well, it, the yeah, yeah. So, the, the f-
1: so what's happened over the years is that um, public funding for for the university system has gone down and down over time. Um, And that's forced universities to rely more on, on, you know, commercial benefactors of various sorts uh, to to run their institutions, um, as well as increasing uh, tuition fees for students. Um, So, I don't know. I guess in the... If you take the decreased public funding as given, then well, sure, maybe this money from industry is is a good thing, but it, it changes the content of of universities, right? It changes the direction of research if it's if it's if you're chasing money to, to you know to fund your fund your research and so forth. Um, it, it it changes both research and teaching in ways that you know might not be in the public interest. It's 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 a it's a it's a slippery slope, I think.
0: Right. I guess another big problem that the U.S. is facing with student debt is that there's about around 1.75 trillion dollars in national student debt. How how do you think some of the what, what do you think is an, a viable economic policy that the U.S. government could implement to reduce this amount of student debt um, nationwide?
1: Well, honestly, to the extent that the government holds the debt, they could
0: zero it out, like literally zero it all out, and that wouldn't have any. impact? Major impacts on the well. The the
1: the impact it has is that all of a sudden the people who were paying part of their paycheck every month to uh, to pay off to pay down their loan, they're suddenly going to have that extra cash in their pocket. Right. Right. And so the concern is, well, is this going to generate an
0: inflation? Right. If all these people have all this extra money, would that be the case, or would having more disposable income make the economy stronger because they have more purchasing power and their spending can? help lift up other businesses and then those businesses pay their taxes and so on and so forth.
1: Yeah, I mean, in the long run, these things all even out, right? And, and, and inflation is um, a short-run problem and, uh, you know, the sort of thing that can be dealt with. Um, so in the long run, what you're doing is you're sort of, um, I guess you're uh, redistributing an income in some sense in the economy, right? So so people with the university education are a bit higher. And so the, the um, you know, the, the people wringing their hands about this are saying, "Oh no, you know, if if university is free, you know, people will study too much. Right? People will go to university and not pay attention to whether they're they're going to have a high paid job uh, at the end of this." Um, and you know, it's it's hard to um, it's hard to take that too seriously. Right? It
0: doesn't sound like a description of
1: reality to me.
0: It sounds like even if it was the case, it might be a very small portion. Of yeah,
1: I mean, honestly, it's always been the case, and it's still the case that the even with rising costs, that the 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 biggest cost of attending university is your time, yeah, right? Yeah. You're spending three or four years not earning an income that you would be earning if you weren't spending all this time at study. Yeah, and and that you know, if you add up the dollars of that, and you know what that actually costs, it's much more than the fees you're paying. Mm.
0: There are some who think that students should be paid to university to go to university. <laughs> what, what do you make of that? <laughs> how do you think that would
1: impact? Oh, so I'm reminded that this is a student asking these questions. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah, well, that's a good question. Uh, and so, I mean, like I said, there's an there's economic uh, there's an economic justification for for doing that sort of thing, right? So it's, it's not obvious where the line should be in the in the sense that. The public at large benefits from the fact that you're becoming educated, right? Yeah. It's not just you in terms of future higher, higher, uh, higher pay. It, it's also true that there are what economists call positive externalities. There are these benefits that accrue to society at large of your education. Um, yeah, it's it's not obvious that zero fees is the magical line uh, where uh, where uh, where you know these costs and benefits all equal out. So, uh, you know, I don't. I definitely don't have a hard answer for you, but but it's a, you know I don't have a hard yes or a hard no. It's it's a debate we should be having, honestly. Okay. Awesome.
0: Well, thank you for your time here, Trent. It's been marvelous talking to you. My pleasure. That was a Radio 91 FM podcast. But find more at r1.co.nz.